Hey folks, if you like Spin the Bottle, if you shared it with your friends, if you have one good thing to say about it, could you do us a solid and leave us a review on iTunes? Not only will it help our ratings, but it will help us figure out what you love and how we can make it even better. You can also leave reviews on Google Play and let people know why you're a Spin the Bottle fan. Oh, we're on Spotify too. Check it out. Yeah. Are you ready for what? To jig. Jig what? Jig a low. Girl, I thought you were going to change the words. <laughs> jig a low. <laughs> jig, jig. I got distracted and I couldn't figure out how to make it make sense. It's okay. I still got it. Yo, I'm really excited about today's episode because sometime around mid October to the end of the year, there's like this switch that happens for me. And I only want to be surrounded by my friends and family, people I love and truly care about. I get it. Like this time of year, I always feel is like our time to shine. We love the the autumn. We love the season. We love the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we also can't ignore that not everybody feels that way. Right. We're humans. So we're wired for community, whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert. That's why you have your chosen family, a.k.a. friends. And along with that, also boundaries. Right. It's your choice. So today's episode is really about the company you keep, your inner circle, and the ones you're doing life with. In this episode, we're going to talk about the five people that we think you really need to have in your life. Five solid friends. I have the perfect word of the day for this. Today's word of the day is coterie, which means a close group of friends. Right? Good. Yep. Okay. Just want to be sure. Or a click. <laughs> I always consult my coterie of girlfriends before making any major hair decisions. Wise indeed. All right, before we jump into the talks, let's jump into these spins real quick. Because life is random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here are the categories for the week. Black cinema, black people magic meets the silver screen. Bad advice, because sometimes the lesson to learn is not to take everyone's advice. I feel away. Sometimes things need to be exposed and we can't just stay whack unnoticed. All about the Benjamins holiday edition, because having a budget for your coins is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> ah, I love that one. Mars versus Venus. Let's face it. Sometimes it's like we speak different languages. And you know what I'm talking about. Currently crushing. People, places and things currently giving us all the feels. Let's spin it. Bad advice. Bad advice. <laughs> because sometimes people don't give the best advice. Yeah. And you should avoid it at all cost. You really should. Drea, what's some bad advice that you've gotten? It's so funny because I think people, when I got married is when I got the most bad advice, mm -hmm. I think. Um, so one of the pieces of advice I got was to not tell your husband what you spend your money on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> because he doesn't need to know everything and you have to keep some money for yourself now hmm. i'm not saying that you shouldn't have your own funds nothing wrong with a little mad nothing money wrong account with your own funds but the idea of like hiding your shopping bags 
or lying about purchases. I just always felt weird about it. And I do As think you should. I don't think it's solid partnership. You know, <laughs> no. like I don't think that's a base that you want to a baseline that you want to um, set. So I do think it's nice for for women to always have like their own savings account and know what and know about the money. Like you, sure. you need to know. We're huge. But you don't have to um, keep secrets. I don't think that's. Well, I think at the point that you're lying and sneaking and hiding things, mm-hmm. it's just whatever those things may be. Yeah, I had it's never a great idea. I had a number of people be like, "Girl, you ain't got to tell him everything." There was another one that I can't remember. Gosh, I wish I could remember it. Oh well, there's this one person who she said she liked. She said I often just tell my friends, you know, they help my friends help me cope when I'm upset with my husband. And so I pretty much don't keep secrets because I want to be transparent with my friends. Here's why that's also bad advice. By not being transparent with your husband? No, by not by being transparent with your friends and family. Oh, about your about husband. your husband. Mm. Mm-hmm. And okay. she was like, I don't want to assume that I'm perfect. I don't want people to think that we're just like this really happy couple all the time. I want them to know like the realities of what's going on. And I like to share, you know, I like to get advice and share these pieces of my life with the people in my life. And I got some counter advice to that from my marriage counselor who said, your friends and your family will always remember the bad things that happened between you and your spouse. But while you will have moved on and forgiven that person, they will always remember. Hmm. And I feel like that's solid advice because like you love your significant other um, and you'll forgive them for certain things. And maybe they weren't even necessarily the worst things in your mind. But if you think about it like this, if it was Gabby, like your sissy and something happened between her and her significant other that you on your own standard was like, no, that's I can't believe you did that to my sister. Meanwhile, Gabby's moved on and all you can think about, Mm. you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, these are the things you can't. I don't believe that's an interesting balance. I think I don't think you should. I think you have to be very careful about what you talk because also you don't want to never talk. You don't want to isolate yourself. Right. Like sometimes you got to get out. I do believe it's healthy to sometimes have those conversations, but you and this will probably go into our conversation, but you got to know who you're talking to, if that makes exactly. sense, and what you're talking about and how frequently you're talking yeah, about Yeah, because I could see how that could go the opposite way where you're not sharing any Because sometimes, detail, and there's and like abuse happening. Sometimes you just, the, yep. and, you know, sometimes you got to have conversations. So, mm-hmm. but I do agree with that where it's like not everything. They don't need to know everything. Wisdom. To the best of your ability, applying and like, but I think sometimes when I feel, and you know, I've done this with you, you know, maybe it's different in marriage, but I mean, even in my new relationship, I've come to you a few times like, girl, uh, so, because sometimes you have to have the ability to bounce your thoughts off of somebody. And a lot of times what I've realized now, again, I'm very specific about who I choose to share certain details. Step number one. Step number one. And also those are people who have proven to me to be pretty unbiased in mm-hmm. it or at least like if they are they're not telling me does that make sense yeah. like I, it, but I do understand because I've had issues in the past with talking too much 
Mm-hmm. And that, that can definitely come to haunt you. But I think it is really a balance because sometimes just saying, this is what I'm going through. This is kind of the argument we have. And then having someone who has a little more wisdom or who can provide perspective helps you know, like, oh, okay, this isn't that crazy. Or like, mm-hmm. this is a little normal. Sometimes this happens. No, I think that's But I totally think that's fine. really good. So, I, and that will, that is something that my marriage counselors also mentioned. She's like, there are some things that you do want to share and bounce off. And you need mm-hmm. other couples or you need someone who you, you know, want to provide like some insight and you have to figure out who you trust to do that that's right what she said that was really it's not just she it was we had like two couples counsel us which is really great but another thing they said was choose people who love both you and your spouse of you yeah and that's the and that's the thing because there are some people like i love you just so you know just so you're clear Mm -hmm. and i think you know at least where marriage is involved that is very important very important it's like you know <laughs> once it's the union we're we're talking about the state of the union not just you or not just him mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and hopefully you have people who are an advocate for that like yeah. i am team johnson that right. is the two of you right. right so we feel comfortable coming to you with certain things because we're like i know that you won't hold this against jared like years down the line you know what i mean that never feels good, though, Mm-mm. to feel like you've forgiven someone for something and then you have someone who's reminding you of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, girl. But it's all about choosing your circle wisely. And I Which do. is a perfect. And I want to reiterate that you do have to be selective even about that. What yeah, you girl, share. For sure. You know. Because there are some things that I do believe should, you know. Be in the open or. Just between you and your, your partner. You know. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well. Um, I have gotten some really, really ridiculous advice. Mm. Around. Um, um, I have an older friend who, um, I work with and, um, (laughs) she, she's very kind, very sweet, but we were talking about my new relationship and, and this whole thing and basically she just kind of advised me to get knocked up as soon as possible by any means necessary (laughs) why (laughs) i was like whoa like literally she was like i'm gonna tell you something right now if he's like halfway decent if he is like what you think you want and it's working for right now she was like do whatever you can to get pregnant like do whatever you can like why and i was like why and she was like girl you're running out of time she was like, and also, like, even if it doesn't work out with him, you'll always have that baby. And I was like, that, like, that I actually, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? And she's like, listen, the first time I got pregnant, like, by my husband, she's like, we ended up married, but I, I had to pull some maneuvers. And I don't know what maneuvers she pulled. I didn't want to dig any deeper. Oh, but my God. Why didn't you dig deeper? I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know. I was just like, I don't know what that means, but I'm definitely not going to Man. actively work to trap my boyfriend to knock me up. Like, that that's is, not, I don't feel that like that's sound advice. so much more fun, I think. <laughs> If I knew this was happening, <laughs> like <laughs> we have so what? much to talk about. Oh my goodness! Not that we don't already. Anyways, that's something in my inner knower. You know, call it intuition. What? I don't know. Something told me not a good idea. Just not a good idea. And uh, I hope she's uh, not out there advising people to do this. That's incredible. Because literally, she said knocked up too. She's like, you need to get yourself knocked up as soon as possible. You are running out of time, girl. I was you like, will ma'am. always have that baby. 
but will that baby always have his father? (laughs) (laughs) Things to ponder. (laughs) Remember when my bestie Christina came on the show and we talked about the importance of our friendship? I do. That was a day that made me wish I had a best girlfriend. Like, I have a gaggle of really strong friendships, but really no best friend. And yo, I want to apologize for that judgy moment where I made fun of all these women out here talking about their man is their best friend. I get it now. I really like Jared. I think he works. But I, I mean, I don't post it on social media, but I really, I definitely get it. I get it now. There are always levels with you, Dre. And I will say, level as up. someone who level does up. have a best girlfriend, it has been very interesting watching my boyfriend also become my best guy friend. Totally. It's, it's cool. It's, it's very cool mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. It's they friend you in a different way. They friend you in a different, but it's it's meaningful. It's totally. It's, anyways, we're in shock. We digress. Anyway, <laughs> here we are, just leveling up in these streets. Just right. level up, level up, level up. Um, but earlier we were saying that we're going to try to answer the question: Are you the sum of your friends? We we're having a conversation about that. Are you the sum of your friends? And I want to get into an important distinction when we talk about that. Let's start with toxic or not. Are the people in your life toxic or not? And how do you know? How do you know? Um, Okay. So I think that you know if people are toxic when you walk away from conversations or experiences and you really feel hella confused or hella drained. Mm Mm-hmm. Like your energy is sort of depleted. Mm-hmm. You don't feel fulfilled um, by being in their presence. And you just kind of, you, there's just kind of like this cloud of like, what just happened? But that happens repeatedly. It's not like an All occasional, an- you know, that happens with your friends. You kind of get into like strange, strange conversations or um, weird interactions. But it happens every so often because people are weird. But if it happens continuously, like you just, or even when you start dreading talking to somebody, yeah, I feel like that's when a relationship has become toxic. Yeah, I, I, I think for me the big, um, I don't know the the big thing for me is like, is there reciprocity demonstrated? Mm-hmm. Um, and by that I mean, and I think we're saying the same thing with a drain of energy, but like, does this feel parasitic? And sometimes you can literally have relationships in your life that are draining you <laughs> of energy, time, resource, um, money, all kinds of things. Oh, and whoa, you, money. D- yeah, where it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, you're just expecting for me to do all these things, which you never really reciprocate. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, at times depending on how deep your friendships are and you know experiencing some measure of life there's going to be times where one friend just requires more than another for an emotional reason or whatever that's but life. i feel like there's an understanding but there's an understanding that you know like yeah my friend is going through this right now and but i want to be just there to status support quo? that person but if that's like all the time your friend is always going through something and then you're always the person that is sort of counseling them through or helping them out or whatever it is I feel like that could be a sign of a toxic relationship. I think another interesting one or another 
sign of a toxic relationship is inability to resolve conflict or like your friend has an inability to kind of like own up if they've hurt your feelings oh, or if like, you're you know mm-hmm. what I mean like admit they're wrong admit they're wrong like there's apologize. at some point I think if you're in any deep friendship like one person may be hurt by another person mm-hmm. and it just as an adult you need to be able to establish and have conflict conversations like listen without feeling attacked and then be able to own up to your stuff like if if you are constantly and this is for yourself as well as in relationships if somehow your takeaway is that you are always the victim always like it is always something that is done to you and somebody else is tripping because they said you know you hurt their feelings or it's always comes back to how somehow you're the victim that's a problem and that Mm -hmm. and that's definitely I think an environment for a toxic friendship I think so too I think if you think about it Sometimes it's easier to think about it in terms of dating someone simply because with friends, I don't know. Do you feel this way? With friends, you may give them a little bit more leniency because you're like, that's my friend. And you, but when you're in a loving relationship or a relationship that is like romantic, you might have like more stringent boundaries or more like clear expectations that you know, that person should apologize and that person shouldn't always come into the relationship with like complaints. I don't know. I feel like there are different levels of expectations for romantic and platonic friendships, but at some level, those expectations kind of like, they overlap. I agree. Does that make sense? I agree. Maybe. Well, and I will say this about myself. One thing I do know is I have pretty stringent expectations actually for my female relationships as Mm. well. And to me, some of it is just like, it's just girl code. Like, it's just how, like, like there's certain things that I've heard of in friendships that I'm like, that's preposterous. Oh, I know exactly. That is absolutely preposterous. The one about, please Please dig into the one about like leaving your boyfriend yeah. around your Yeah. So girlfriend. for instance, and we talked about this on the on the friendship show, but like if I don't have any female f- people who I call friends, and I don't have a ton of friends, but my friends are my girls, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have any female friends who I'm like, oh yeah, we kick it, but I can't leave her with my man. Mm-hmm. I don't understand no. that. Because to me, if I have a feeling that I can't leave you with my man, you're not my friend. Like, I don't, there is no woman in my life that I'm like, that's my girl or who I've talked to that I would not feel absolutely comfortable leaving with my man. Right. But I've heard people say that. Like, it's just like, oh, no, she's my girl, but I would never leave her around my man alone. Like, what? Like, (laughs) I don't think that's your friend. That's not your friend. I don't think that's your friend, honey. Which leads to another sign of a toxic relationship is if you can't really trust the person if you you can't trust the person right um if you don't feel and this could go like for if you leave if you feel like someone keeps letting you down in some way Mm -hmm. they don't keep their promises um you can't trust them around you know other friends they talk about you behind your back like all those things are signs yeah because even that and I was gonna say a lot of people say like oh she talked about me behind my back with my friends I know that we kind of and follow me on this like you've talked about me when I'm not in a room I've you know what I mean 
but I feel like my name is safe in your mouth. Like I'm not, I trust whatever mm, you're saying about me. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? Like, it's not like no one can discuss me when I'm not in the room. No, Mm-mm. like, and even if there's an issue or a problem, like I trust that there's like love and there's concern or whatever behind whatever you're saying. Meaning like, I trust my friends with my name. Like what I don't think is like people are just sitting there talking shit about me like behind my back that would be a different feeling right yeah but I think there's a feeling of safety with your girlfriends or with your friends where it's like no I, I trust them to handle me and my business and you mm-hmm. know kind of represent oh, me when I'm yeah, not and around not to spill out all your private mm-hmm. business to everybody else I think that's such a huge one I consider myself to be a vault and Jared has said this about me on a number of occasions occasion Jared and I share the same friends and occasionally people will be like ask him Oh, I didn't know X, Y, Z. I thought you knew that they will approach him as if they they've assume, told it to me. They assume. But yep. unless you've given me explicit direction, like, oh, you may also share this with Jared or I don't expect you to keep. If you tell me it's a secret, it's, girl, a, secret. it's a secret. And, and no the one else is with is me know too. about that. Just to make sure I'm not being like bamboozled into giving up information, uh-huh. I will play dumb the entire way through. If someone's <laughs> telling me like, "Did you know such and like what? what what you don't say like Danielle? She told me she told you. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't my it wasn't my story to tell. <laughs> I, right? It wasn't my story I to tell. Have I don't know. To I don't do know that. Right. But I guess it's just I guess what we're getting to is like a feeling of overall safety and yes, a feeling of we've probably said this before being able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I will say is. Your girlfriends support you. (laughs) And by that, I mean they support your endeavors. They support your Mm. dreams. Do you know what I'm saying? I have brilliant friends who do all kinds of things. I do my best to support, whether that be financially, like whatever. Like, perfect example, one of my buddies who we love, um, Brandy Harris has a dance, a dance, is it cardio? I don't know exactly. It's a dance class. But it's a a workout. It's an amazing ass workout is what it is. Mm-hmm. sweat squad you guys I should check it out squad. we love it and i would go there no i'm not gonna lie i don't dance so she got me there now i love it but the point is is like when your friends are doing stuff do your best to show up and support them support their wins be there for them you know what i mean and put your money where your mouth is if you can like just show up <laughs> show up toxic people don't do a great job of showing up for you yeah it'll leave you with the feeling and I will say this like that they're not that happy when things are happening when good things are happening for you Mm -hmm. have you ever had that with anybody where it's just like you're announcing something that's awesome and then you get the feeling that like the person is not actually that happy for you Mm -hmm. that's not a great or they try to one-up your happiness and it's not a contest and you're like I just wanted to share this I just want to share this great thing that happened. Or like you winning doesn't mean I'm losing. It means right. you're winning. We celebrate all wins. We celebrate yeah. all wins. Right. So toxic or not. Nah, yeah. I think there's some easy ways to, to tell if someone's being toxic. And you really have to get into a space of, um. I don't know. I, I often err on the side of like, what did I bring to the table and what did I do wrong? But you can even do that too much Danielle always points that out about me like how in what world is this on you sure <laughs> you're like tell me how you got there so I don't know I think it takes some evaluation and you and even just to think about yourself and how you show up in the relationship true could you be a toxic person and some of us can be listen mm-hmm. I there are definitely like 
when I was younger, there are definitely some things. It was never, you couldn't trust me with your man or anything like that. But there are definitely um, some more like passive aggressive tendencies I had where like I had a really hard time telling my friends like, oh, this really hurt me or bothered me. Mm -hmm. And so it would affect our relationship in different ways. Now that I'm older, I'm much more comfortable just having uncomfortable conversations because I understand that like that really does build additional intimacy and that helps us grow. And anybody who's committed to the relationship, you can show up and say, hey, this hurt my feelings. (laughs) Can we talk about it? Or like, was there a miscommunication here? That's fair. That is really so. Okay. Um, So that being said, let's discuss what are, I don't know. I think I picked five types of people that you need in your life simply because I I was reading an article about five types of people that you need in your life. I love it. And I thought, okay, I love these examples. It was in Success Magazine. They had really good examples of the type of people that you need in your circle. But I wanted us to chat about it and see what we thought. Like, Thinking about our circle, like what friends or what values and characteristics do we think are like so important to have? I honestly really loved this article because mm-hmm. I think it's pretty like I'm pretty on. Yeah, you're like, yeah, all those people. I'm right. all those people. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty on board with it. And just to let you in on what we're talking about, um, the five different types of friends you need in your life, according to success, um, are one, the dreamer. Mm-hmm. Two, the driver. Three, the motivator. Four, the supporter. And five, the devil's advocate. And just to kind of sum it up so you know what those things mean, a dreamer helps you dream it, mm-hmm. <laughs> helps you v- visualize things. A driver helps you turn your dreams into a reality. A motivator inspires you as you go. Mm-hmm. A supporter just never leaves your side. They're there thick and thin, good and bad. And then a devil's advocate will cut through the BS and they basically give you the real deal. They break it down. Love I think it. that's a great, if you have some version of those people in your life, I think you've got a pretty well-rounded crew. Mm-hmm. I think what's really significant is that everybody is different. And so even though like these, those five types of people, um, if you put any of those types of people around any single person, like, yes, there will be, you know, success by leaps and bounds. But I do think that individually, sometimes you need a little bit more, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I love the article because I was like, yes, I need somebody who's an idea person or I need an encourager. Um, but then there are things like I want someone to sort of care for my soul, you know? Mm. Uh, someone who no matter what, like no matter what kind of success I'm trying to achieve or what uh, what goals I have, I want someone to be able to see me. Right. And say, but how are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Um, So that matters to me. Like, do I have a friend who can push past like whatever's happening at work or whatever's happening in my relationship or whatever and just say, hey, but like, like what's going on with you? Yeah. Like in hearing you out. Like that's super important to me. Um. I would say one of the most important things for me and one of the hardest things, I have these women in my life, but um, has been someone who I can really trust um, with like my vulnerabilities. I have a really hard time because I am a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Um, 
letting people see my weaknesses and my, you know what I mean? Like the things that I know I'm not good at or the things that I'm not consistent at or my shortcomings. I have a really hard time. I feel like if I approach my friends or even in my relation, my romantic relationships, generally I've always taken the kind of stance that like if I approach someone with a shortcoming, I also need to be prepared to have the answer or like Mm -hmm. figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I've gotten older and my relationships have gotten deeper, um, just having that space to just be, not together mm-hmm. is really kind of sacred and beautiful to me yeah. and just know that it's like you're not looking at me now as like oh my god she's a hot mess but just like you know there's some things going on or this this is what's happening in my life and being able to talk about it or just have someone listen is sometimes very very cathartic mm-hmm. I think it's always really helpful too to have someone who can troubleshoot or problem solve with you mm-hmm. so someone who um I guess like knows you really well or knows your tendencies very well and can say, okay, how, like, how can you avoid this next time or whatever, or is willing to like hear you out and say, um, and provide advice to get you through to the next thing. Like I get the whole, like you need an activator in your life so that you can accomplish goals. That's true. But like having a true problem solver in your life, huge. I do have a one person in particular who, like, if I have an issue um, that I just can't figure out, like, I will always call that person. That's really cool. You know, and just say, what do you think about this? Um, can you help me work through it? So sometimes it's having somebody repeat it back to me um, and offer insight that maybe I didn't see before, you know. It's funny because as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about all the amazing women I have in my life mm-hmm. um, and men who are my friends. Just I have the most I, I'm I have to be honest, Treya, like one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life is is my friends and, you know, my family, my relationships. Um, but one of the things I was thinking that's an interesting point is how it is important um, not to have unfair expectations mm-hmm. of your friends, meaning like. We so two things. One, we all show up in different ways, right? Yeah. For different people. So meaning to my best friend Christina, I show up one way, right? I may not show up that way for another person. I may be more of a, you know, a devil's advocate or a supporter, depending on, you know, the nature of our relationship. You can't be everything to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And being okay with the differences there. Um, but the second thing is also like not asking our friends to to be something that they can't necessarily be is also that's a really huge important. point that's a huge point because although you might have like these five friends if you're counting on someone to just give you idea after idea mm-hmm. after idea and you get upset because they don't give you those like i don't know i just feel like we do sometimes put a lot of expectations on the people surrounding us instead of like balancing that with how we show up that's right do you know what I mean? That's and that's right. a good question that leads us directly to like the next thing is just like, how do you fit? What's your role? I like that you mentioned that you show up differently for other people. I'm trying to think of times of when I've, when that's happened for me. Well, I know for me, like giving a practical example, like, so my best friend, we've been best friends for 20 years. So we're in life together. So it's like every moment we're, we're there, right. In a certain mm-hmm. kind of way for each other. Um, 
you can't, uh, at least I don't, I don't have the capacity for a million best friends or even 10 best friends. Like oh, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can only give so much, right? Some of my very, very close friends, I show up that way as well. But then other times it may be, you know, I'm going through a little something and then I'm there just as a supporter. Like you have a thing, I'm here, I'm front row, I'm giving money, I'm paying my tickets here, or it could be friendly little texts, but maybe I'm not around as much or we don't talk as, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you show up in different ways depending on one, the season's in your life to the seasons and theirs and then the chemistry that you have together all those things matter you know yeah I think it gets hard when you try to be everything to everybody yeah Um, I'd agree with that and like because you can't be you can't be everything to everybody and it's like why do you want to like getting to exactly why is it that you want to be any everything to everybody and even in the relationships that are very well um established and very deep understanding that like those relationships will change too because that's just how things happen right so even and I'm sorry I keep going back to my best friend but it's a good compass at least for me to talk about um my best friend got married and had a baby things are different now we're still best friends but we're not single best friends who live together anymore that's a different thing right we're mm -hmm. not you know as ebbs and flows come or changes come and it's like oh okay as best friends I, you know, as someone who feels like, okay, I know this person better than anybody making room for her husband and understanding like you have a husband now and you're Willa's mama now. And so things are different and it's okay. And that's okay. And, and, you know, when I get married, things will change a little bit. It's just, that's how it goes. So also leaving grace in your relationships for your people to bloom and have other friendships or to let the nature of your friendships change as well is I think that can be so hard especially so because hard. you do get used to people being a certain way in your life and so when it's time for that to change I don't know it just gets challenging like if you've always called one person to help you solve a problem yeah and then suddenly they're not available you may start to think what am I going to do I know that's happened to me before it's, it's happened like to me well too. you know you start looking around and seeing if there's other people that can help with that or maybe it's time for you to figure that stuff out on your own own, which could be a lesson that the right and it's like i don't know living i guess that's what people mean by like living in the present moment is just like accepting the way things are um just helps you sort of get through living in the past when we did table topics at your sister's birthday party (laughs) and i think one of the ones was like how do you live more in the past the present or the future yeah I think the goal is to live in the present, but it's so hard to not live in either the past um, or even the future. Because it's right. like, I don't know, you spend your time thinking, well, what if this happens or what if this happens? And or you spend your time thinking, oh, this was so great when instead yeah. of making space for the newness. And I, ha- I hate that. I, I always use not I hate, but I always use marriage as an example because it's my longest relationship besides like my family. Right. And one of the things that I've noticed um, from our marriage is that our relationship has changed a lot. And some people can't, don't understand that piece. And I think those are the people that end up like sort of either separating or getting divorced or just struggling for a long time and staying married without much happiness or joy. And I think I feel happier because... I've accepted that there are things that are different now. And it ha- I think in some ways things have to be different because yep. 
they have to be or else what that means is somebody's not growing like something I mean the one thing we know that is always happening whether it be the earth showing us that by nature of seasons like change is inevitable whether that's us getting older you know whatever it is it's like there's this cyclical nature of like things must change and they Mm -hmm. do change so to expect you know um your husband to be the same person he was the day you married him or your wife by asking that really what you're asking is for a complete like lack of growth and for a stagnant situation a static situation Mm -hmm. we don't think it that way because it's like we know this we like this this is what i'm signing up for but (laughs) right that's you know and we're always quick to say oh i didn't sign up for that i didn't sign up for that I know I do that all the time. Of course. But I think in marriage it's a little bit different. But you can also say that in friendships too. Sure you can. The thing about friendships is that you can easily opt out. You can. It mm-hmm. is not a binding covenant or a legal. Yeah, and you're like, it's I not- did not sign up for this. And I don't feel like I have to continue. And granted, you could do that in your marriage. But for some people, people it's do. a little bit harder to just be like, and for that reason, I'm I'm out. <laughs> and it just might be more of a challenge because you're really embedded. Your lives are embedded. Um, but yeah, with friends, I think you can set, you just set different boundaries. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. For sure. Okay, so one more thing before we wrap up is, yeah, we love being with our family and friends and I do like around this time I don't know I like shutting it down it's like I want to hang out with my friends I want to watch movies I don't know I guess because it's like it's fall we get cozy whatever it is but there are people out there who just don't really have that um, and actually start feeling more lonely at this time and I don't know like I don't that's actually very recently happened to me and I was surrounded by people I love like we had the 40th birthday party for Jared we you know you and I see each other like every other week that was a good time it was just a lot but for whatever reason I still had this little bit of loneliness where do you think that comes from and like how could guys and we know we're not like psychologists or anything but we just like to think about these things like what do you do when you're feeling a little bit less than um I guess less than supported or like you don't have special relationships in your life. Okay, this is actually, I can speak to this a little bit because I just had this kind of epiphany about three weeks to a month ago. Okay, great. Um, because I'm telling, so you, you are familiar with my family, with my friends. Mm-hmm. One thing that I never feel is that if I need someone that I don't have anyone. Yeah. I have I have an amazing supporting cast of people to do life with. And I know that, right? With that being said, I was feeling very alone. Mm-hmm. Like just very kind of like, nobody really gets me. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in this room with all these people and I feel isolated or I feel like not connected. Yeah. And um, how this, being completely honest, how this actually ended up manifesting and like me realizing this epiphany moment was I was talking to my boyfriend about it and my takeaway from the feeling that I had that I was lonely was that something was wrong with our relationship Mm. so even though I couldn't identify what was wrong I decided to have a conversation with him about my feeling and just feeling like somehow it had something to do with us and through that conversation what I realized was 
sometimes it's really difficult when you're feeling lonely or you're feeling a little bit off to go within and really like take time to kind of analyze what that's about. Because really what it was about was I had not taken the time to take care of myself in a lot of different ways. And so I was just running on fumes. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. I just was kind of spent completely spent mm-hmm. this has been a very very busy year productive year mm-hmm. um it's one of the few years of my life where like everything has had, kind of had growth if mm-hmm. that makes sense so things at work have picked up things with podcasting now all of a sudden we're kind of back and we've got our vision back I'm taking a writing class I'm finishing up my finance degree I'm there's all this stuff that's mm-hmm. happening in my life and I have a new relationship right so what was happening was I just wasn't taking the time <laughs> to replenish Mm -hmm. and that was the it it felt lonely but what it was was I wasn't taking care of me yeah and that was me telling me like you're not that's okay so earlier we talked a little bit about like why not like why you have to share some stuff with people is because that very same thing happened to me last week when I had like a really tough time and I told Jared I said I feel alone and I feel tired and nothing like pretty much the world is ending yeah um but not in the way that I normally say it in the way where I was like really crying about like things are really hard you know um and I love hearing you say that because ultimately that was the same thing that happened to me Mm. and I didn't know how to and I not that I didn't know how to because I do I know how to take care of myself I just didn't do it you just didn't do it I hadn't done it and as I was rethinking that week over number one like my, I was getting ready to start my period. Huge. You guys do not, do not take for granted like the Hormones changes in your body. Hormones and, like, are real. And even the changes in the seasons. Like we just operate, like we're just, you know, these human beings yeah. who can think and do and it's say whatever we want. getting darker later. I mean, Yeah, like all earlier. these things do have an effect. We're not saying it's an excuse to act a certain way, but definitely does contribute to the whole. So one, like that was happening to I realized like that weekend before I went back to work was um which was a stressful week at work though that weekend I spent my whole weekend like doing stuff for other people Mm. and like hanging out with other people not just because I I wanted to be there but also it was mostly to just like support them and love on them and like and so I hadn't had time where I just like sat by myself or whatever it is that you know replenishes you like I hadn't been able to replenish and so that was like a tough week going into this week though I like made certain because for me self-care I think for everybody not just me self-care isn't just like putting on a face mask and like doing a body scrub no it's not like getting a cup of coffee or just reading a book like that's all important but self-care is really like tending to your mind your body and your spirit like those three things if they're not tended to in some capacity you're going to find yourself depleted. And then you start looking externally. That's right. Because that's all you can, because you don't have the energy to look inside. You haven't even taken, you have, or even the discipline, because it's kind of hard to do sometimes. It is. It's hard to sit and try to answer your questions about, you know, why do I do this? And, and it didn't even dawn on me I that I wasn't that. replenished. It was only through yeah. having that conversation where I was blaming my boyfriend for not XYZ. speaking words of love and affirmation. <laughs> when he was like, but I just said this then or can and it wasn't a fight. He was just like, tell me because I just said this to you and we just had this conversation or give me an example of what I'm not doing. And it was only when I couldn't do think it. of it that I was like, wait a second. OK, this is internal. This is internal. 
Do you know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is internal. And it was through talking that out um, that I realized like, no, 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 no. At any point I could have called any one of a group of people and been like, I feel really lonely or feel really sad. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't, you know what I mean? Like me blaming my boyfriend yeah. and saying, oh, I don't have anybody and nobody sees me. It's like, no, and no, I'm no. not connecting with anybody. No, yeah. no. So bringing it back to bringing it back to like your circle of friends and like if you're feeling lonely, I mean, one of the things that you can do and I it's funny because I used to say it a lot without doing the self-care thing, but maybe legitimately you feel like you don't have the people. I don't have an idea person. I don't have a dream. I don't have any friends. Um, Take the time to think about if you have been a friend that has been a big big challenge for me to kind of wanting like those fruits without having to do any of the work you know what I mean but like being a friend means yeah sometimes people aren't reaching out to you you're reaching out to other people you're checking up on them um being a friend means maybe you initiate like oh do you want to go to coffee or do you want to go to lunch and I think ultimately that means putting yourself out there yep putting yourself out there and being vulnerable because honestly like the people who are supposed to be your friends will show up for you but not if you don't show up you know you might want a certain group of friends and like you continuously reach out to them and they're continuously shutting you down for whatever reason or not responding let it go that's all I that's all I can think of I remember my my 20s were a lot like that like I was spending time with people who I didn't really want to spend time with or I wanted to spend time with certain people who didn't want to spend time with me um, and I just had to like sort of reevaluate and appreciate who I had around me, mm. you know, and I realized that I wasn't exactly the best kind of friend, mm. you know, I remember my, my, my mom told me something, um, back in high school that has always kind of stuck with me, um, with regard to this, because there was, there was someone, um, in high school who I desperately wanted to be friends with and I'm still not sure why I just remember thinking she was like the coolest person ever and I just really wanted to be her friend and she was always brushing me off and then for whatever reason she kind of like changed her tune but kind of implied that I needed to make some changes about myself in order to hang with her and this is high school (laughs) and I was like okay so part of me was like well this is cool because she wants to hang with me So maybe I should make these changes. Um, And then part of me like automatically rejected that. Like, wait, why do I have to make changes? Right. Mm. And I remember talking to my mom about it and it's so much easier said than done. But my mom said, like, if someone doesn't understand the magic that is you just as you are and find interest in being your friend or being in your life apart from conditions, that's not someone you need to be friends with at all like that's not you know and I I, and that this sounds easier said than done because I think it's very hard for us to believe in our magic and believe in our greatness but a lot of times friendship is just someone seeing you and you guys having this space and time and connection and it just kind of happens right so if you're trying and someone is shutting you down consistently I agree with Drea where it's just like that one that's not healthy for you and two clearly they don't see the magic so don't waste our magic don't waste your magic because you do have magic we all do and it's it's really kind of that simple that's how you find your tribe that's how you find your people is just by like okay one 
I'm going to be committed to bringing something to this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just be in relationship with anybody just to take. And then two, I'm going to show up as myself, who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those two things are hard to do. But yeah. if you do, then people who are kind of on the same train as you like tend to. Like it'll take time. Yeah, it takes time. It, but then you have, will have cultivated a group of people who you really love and really trust. Um, and then it's reciprocal. The relationship is like a, it flows between like there's connectivity, right? Yeah. You're giving, they're giving, you're taking. I don't know. It's so, it does feel a little. It mm. makes it like we sound like it's so easy. Yeah. And that's not what I, I don't mean to mm-hmm. be at all, um, you know, just glib about it, I think mm-hmm. is the word. Yeah, um, cavalier. If cav- or cavalier. Because <laughs> it's important. And having friends is important. And what I never want anybody to feel like is they are utterly and completely alone in the world. The thought of that oh, yeah, breaks I hate that. my whole heart. Mm-hmm. But it does take time. <laughs> right. So and evaluating your friendships, evaluating your circle, you know, seeing if there are some toxic relationships or identifying where you may be toxic and figuring out, okay, who needs to be in my circle that's right you know who do i already have who do i already have you know and who where can i cultivate closeness or cultivate and another intimacy? good point is just to close this up is while you're doing that also consider people that you are okay with letting go of or you're okay with letting a little space in like sometimes it's hard to bring new people into your life mm-hmm. or it's hard because you haven't let go of things or relationships or things that you should let go of like all of us at some point in our life have relationships where it's not the person's whack. We're not going to talk bad about the person, but it's just like this has run its course. You know, yeah. this this needs to, this is, we got to let this go. So also be okay with letting go. I mean, quality over, yeah, quality over quantity is always going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would rather have one or two really true blue friends than like 10 to 15 people who like low-key I don't really... <laughs> want to hang with or who also low-key don't want to hang with me but we're all scared to be alone so it all matters it It all matters matters because being connected to people that is self-care um and success that's success and just survival for your your you know your heart and your mind um your circle like your circle is important super important We hope you take care of your circle and we hope your circle takes care of you as we head into this holiday season. New segment alert. Uh, 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 uh. There's a lot of shoulder action. I'm excited about this one, actually. Okay, so in in celebration of our friend zone episode, we have a new segment called Relationship Goals. (laughs) But it's not what you think. (laughs) Because we love that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so we have some pairs. We tried to do trios, but we had a tough time with trios. Yeah, I, I, I maybe I you guys should give trios. us some trios. Anyway, so we did some some famous pairs, and wanted to tell you what we love most about their relationships. Number one, Obama and Joe Biden. Oh yes, <laughs> one of my favorite bromances of all time. Yeah, I think I like this relationship because. They're just I I I feel like Joe Biden is so ride or die. I don't know why I feel that way, but he's so like emotional, right? And Obama because of the 
the presidency and his personality is like kind of reserved. So Uncle Joe, as I mm. like to call him, can kind of go to this like wild and out sort of he was persona. So you know he what I mean? He was so great. And whenever I think about Joe Biden, and I don't mean this in a bad way because not everybody is meant to be number one. He is a perfect example of someone who is comfortable as number Being two. number two. Like knows what number two means. Number two is crucial. It it's for sure. Crucial. So many people want the number one spot. He was you like, I am Obama? number two, and I'm going to be the number two. Like the best. And when number two. two works, number one works, and it's a beautiful, beautiful marriage. And right. so, for that reason, we love Obama. We love we love those two. Yes, um, they also shared like very, um, very kind of intimate moments that you don't often see between two men that's right then i thought that was sweet yeah and i i mean i just i like seeing that anyway so since we talked about barack we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about michelle because that's a great duo uh, just and i don't even know i mean <laughs> what i don't even think we really have to say anything else like Not just really it's kind of like barack and michelle and just drop the mic like we all know like what they've been that right. what they've been able to accomplish together it's pretty phenomenal. It's pretty phenomenal. So also, I do I do feel like Michelle is a ride or die. She totally is. For sure, for sure. Very, very loyal. Very smart. Very. I don't know. They're just perfect. What do you have to say about them? Yeah, I just love it. Okay. Um, I think you'll have more to say about this one. If I can find something, Will and Jada. Hmm. Okay. So yes, I have a lot to say about Will and Jada because mm-hmm. I have. Um, well, I've been watching Jada Pinkett's uh, Red, Table Red Table Talks, and I am a fan. I love anything that is like kind of in that vein, and I feel like she's been doing a really excellent job. When she brought Will on, they had a two-part about their marriage, and um, I don't want to go too deep into it. One, because Dre hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> Two, for those of you who haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it. Um, but what I love about them is not that they uh, – they, it's just stunning vulnerability. And openness about their relationship, how they feel about each other, their commitment to one another, and also the issues. And I just think it was such an honest depiction of their situation. Now, that isn't to say that everybody else needs to now um, take that on, you know, in their marriage or in their relationship. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm saying relationship goals for them because of their commitment to each other's best and highest good, and also for the their. They had some real balls to talk about some of the stuff that they talked about mm-hmm. just as openly as they did mm-hmm. with the platform that they have. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I'm like, you guys, that's awesome. Yeah. I think having not seen that particular Red Table Talk, one of the things that I love about those, those two is that they are completely independent of each other, yet they exist in a marriage together. Mm-hmm. I respect that so much. There are many times when you see sort of relationships where one person sort of shrinks um, and really fully supports the other person. And that's okay. And not, I mean, I think we should always support, you know, our spouses or whatever, but sometimes it feels like one of the persons in the relationship isn't living up to their full and, potential and, or whatever. And I just don't feel that with them. Like, I And get, in that talk, they tell you exactly how they got there. And oh, that's what I nice. love. They tell okay. you exactly how they got that's to that cool, point. Cool. I do. I just feel like they're so independent of each other, but then also such a unit. Yeah. So I love that about them. Yeah. Um, you want to say this one? Gail and Oprah. I mean, listen, I don't care what the nature of their relationship is. 
honestly, it makes it's of no consequence to me. But I just feel like they hold each other down. They are clearly best friends. Best clearly. friends. Best friends. Actually, can I be honest with you? I don't really know a ton about Gail and Oprah, except that Gail, like they have fun. They just have so much fun together. They went on like a road trip around the country together. Yeah. Just to like, like they're just, they're girlfriends. And I don't feel like Gail is out here being like, oh, Oprah, I wish I had this like you. No. I wish I had this like this. I feel like Gail is like, Yo, Gail's got Oprah, her own thing. Uh, let me borrow those slippers or whatever it is. 100%. Like, <laughs> or like, I guess Oprah's like the godmom. And like, they're just very like, to me, they're just. Yes, they're both famous. Mm-hmm. One is Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. The other, and Gail is making her own Gail name for Gail. herself and doing her right. own thing. Gail is Gail. But to me, I just look at them and I'm like, those are just two friends. Like, they're just two friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they get together and their conversations are much different than maybe the stuff we talk about right. or like, they're just hanging. They're and just I like hanging. that. I just feel like it's an authentic friendship. Right. It does, like, nothing gets in the way. A lot of people will be like, oh my God, Oprah. Like, we would too. Totally. It's For Oprah. Sure. Oh my it's God, Oprah. I'm so impressed. And not that Gail doesn't respect and love her because of that, but you can tell that's not like, that's but not Gail, what, that, that's not what their relationship is see her is being about. like, you know you're on one right now, right? Yeah. Like, you know, come on. Right. You know how you do that thing that you do? You're doing it you now. You can stop doing that. <laughs> Knock it off. Right. That part. <laughs> All right. Um, Another duo that we love, yeah, Bert and Ernie. I mean, come on. It's really truly like the they, original bromance and they opinion. understood each other on a level that I don't think we can comprehend. I don't think so. But I know Burton and Ernie have got me through a lot of rough times. You know Their friendship saying? was always a They're comfort so to me. They're so unique. Um recently there was some news about them being partners. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about necessarily bringing sexuality into Sesame Street. I don't know that any kids thought about it that deep, but one of the people who I guess was part of the original thing said that they did have that in mind. That they were partners and they wanted to show a partner like relationship. They should have been more explicit. Uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> One, cause it's Sesame Street. Well, I mean, Two, cause it's not Muppets. explicit. It's like in a sense, like needed to censor anything, but I definitely never got that vibe. I didn't either. <laughs> but again, it's Sesame. I was Street, like, Oh, so. best friends. Of course they want to live together. <laughs> Who doesn't? Even so, I think that they really spoke to uniqueness and individuality. They absolutely did. They both had their own flow. They totally did. Though, now that I think about it, Bert was a little bit anal. Right, but... And he was always on Ernie about friends <laughs> too. That's what I'm saying. That's the you beauty can't, of that's, it. But he was anal in the sense he's like Ernie. Like, he was constantly... Ir- and now that I, now I can see... That being like a, a, a romantic partnership. <laughs> okay. Who's Bert and Ernie in our relationship, oh, Jared? Oh, God. Jared? I think I'm Bert. <laughs> I think I'm Bert. Are you Bert? Uh, I'm definitely you know Ernie. My Ernie was more fun. Anyway. Ernie is a blast. Um, uh, one, more la- one last thing on Bert and Ernie. They always cheered each other up. Yes, they did. Aww. Yes, they did. We're so serious about that. All right. This one is probably... Our one of the best and are f- probably amongst our favorites <sighs> i don't know obama, often obama imitated never duplicated never duplicated big boy and three stacks yes why <sighs> for so many reasons there's so many reasons so one many i really think so that they songs. helped bring each other's creativity to a whole nother level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways i think i mean they're both brilliant independent artists but i do think there was like a magic with the two of them 
Yeah. That was just pretty freaking amazing. And the, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Outcast. I just <laughs> just, just want to make really sure that's clear. Hope you know, but um, but then just watching them and how they've grown and how even in their like creative genius and what they've been able to accomplish musically, there is still space in their partnership and in their friendship for them to be completely individually expressive and like you know mm-hmm. it's like they are still big boy in three stacks and though that is two different things mm-hmm. you know yeah so i just love i love their creative relationship i love i don't know i did i don't know them personally but i love kind of the journey that they've taken and just how they have gotten better over the years and it just seems like they kind of both gave each other the freedom the to just be like yeah. whatever that looks like yeah and uh yeah, they have the they have the accolades to to support their dopeness. They're just dope. I've always had a special place in my heart for for three stacks. He's 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 pretty magical. And I because I applaud the underdog in all situations. I do feel like Andre is celebrated because he was so unique and he was so authentically himself. But he was also very different from everyone else. Yes, he was. Um, and so I often favor Big, Big Boy. Boy. For so many reasons. I also think that somehow, like, Andre was the weird kid and Big Boy was his friend. And, like, (laughs) I could see that. And And Big Boy was kind of like, yeah, but that's the homie. You you know know, what I mean? I have a secret shame moment. Like, Big Boy in ATL, uh I was like, listen here. I like it. I like all (laughs) of it. I'm here for it. Yeah. All of it. He just, but he's always had, like, that Southern boy coolness that, I, I love it listen that i just have always I love loved it. and i do love like there's no competing with 3000 but you get the feeling between them two there is no competition either like it's not yeah. an either or type situation neither could be the other no and that's okay and i think they're both know that yeah i just am wondering why i'm always attracted to drug dealers <laughs> something we should probably dig into a little deeper and on another episode it's been <laughs> like it's always drug dealers Hashtag relationship goals. Guess what? It's our favorite part of the show. You ready, Drea? Yep. Recent revelations. Okay. My recent revelation is that I might be Joe Biden in this relationship. Are you calling me... Girl, good day. We're moving on to me. <laughs> you're not calling me Obama. I don't. I don't have time for you. What? You do this all the time. You're the president of our. What are you talking about? You're the president of Go DJ Protections. I could. I'm Joe Biden in title and name. <laughs> what do you mean? In title and name. I'm no the vice sense. president. <laughs> Anyhow, we're gonna move on to my recent revelation okay, because no. I'm just glad it wasn't a downer. You, I'm just glad it wasn't a downer. It's not a downer. You gotta give me. Okay, listen, Bert. You really need to give me the space to be you know myself i have honey you have it all yeah and i have time and i and and also i have room to grow okay <laughs> we all do honey all right well, i just thought it was what i really had my is, i have my i've grown since you have honey because we just had a good old chuckle <laughs> over this revelation and that is that's a new that is new for, i am proud of you thank you thank you're you welcome much. Um, okay, mine is short and sweet. There is a show on Netflix right now mm. called Sabrina. The, and it's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. But it's like a darker take. Ooh. But it is, she's like a real witch. Okay. So I really kind of got into the show. But then I was like, I think, 
Are you a witch? I think this is some real some real stuff is going on. What? Like, I don't know. It just seemed what? it sounded like somebody's Christian mother. What's happening? No, it, it's like it's about a it, it's about a coven and it's a whole, you know, it's a story. She's a uh-huh. witch, but they uh-huh. really go into it. And it's not scary like, "Oh, you're scared." But like they were talking about like rituals and things and either the writers are amazing, like next level amazing, or they may be talking about some actual satanic rituals. I can't be sure. <laughs> What I don't want to do is Google it because, like, I have my you, limits. You said I don't want to Google it. I don't want to Google it because I have my limits in my house. But it's like they did have like a satanic, like, symbol, and they were like saying incantations, and then like even some of like that, like in the coven, they'll be like, "Oh, you gotta," um, they'll say, "Praise Satan." Like I was just like, "Oh, wait, I feel conflicted." Like, wait, I don't. Is she like? Is this really? Is this What's like happening? a satanic cult mm. show? Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But interesting. So your Just revelation is, I'm afraid to Google. I'm afraid to Google if it is in fact satanic because I don't <laughs> want to support anything truly satanic. <laughs> so it'll just be a mystery. Oh, but as I watched, the you know, some of the episodes, I was like, this is, I find myself, um, I'm, I'm having a bit of a conundrum um, only because I was like, is this, re- this seems very real. Like, I think this is a real, like, this may let be. Let me watch the rest of this episode. Yeah. Oh my Anywho, God, so I don't know. Funny. I don't know. I don't know the truth. Either they did their research or, you know, the writers have fine imaginations, but yeah. I just decided to leave it alone. You know? Yeah. I know when things are above my pay grade, so. Wait, one more thing that I thought was cool. Um, recent revelation. Um, I actually have many and now I'm trying to like reduce them. Oh, based on this conversation, I really want to go dig a little bit into where I feel like I might be toxic to my friends or in any relationships that I have. Like when we were talking about that, I was like, I wonder if I could do better at X, Y, Z. So yeah, I think I'm going to be thinking about that more. Like, have I been like, too needy or hmm. have I been too passive too passive in a relationship not that I'm like I don't know I don't think I am a toxic person or that I have toxic relationships but I do think there are some areas where I could like sure we could all have up. toxic tendencies or baby, mm-hmm. you know to- yeah. baby toxic ways anyway that that when you were saying that it, I thought you know I'm gonna kind of evaluate for that because one thing I really want to do is love better I want to be a good lover you know and I, I want to love the people in my life well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's do better. Okay, girl. You and me. Together. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We've done another show. Totes. What are we talking about next time? Next time, I'm really excited because what we are going to be talking about is how to be your own best friend. Oh, I like that. And I think that that is just as important, if not more important, than this topic. For sure. Because it all starts with yourself. I think Auntie Whitney said it best. The greatest love (laughs) of all is inside of me. The greatest (laughs) love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And can we please have some Danny's random factoids? I've already beat you to the punch. My research has begun. I'm very excited. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna great. we're gonna do this. I'm thing. so excited for the episode. In the meantime, guys, we hope you take care of each other mm-hmm. and take care of yourselves. We love you. Bye. Chopsons out. Mm-hmm.
This episode has been brought to you by co-producer and engineer, Jared Johnson and Gloria Spaceman Studios. And also, Our Brains, aka Go DJ Productions. You're welcome.